Grenade episode 245. We are your hosts. I'm Hector. I'm Jason. Ian. Mind Grenade is a pop culture based show that dives into TV, movies, music, comics, and a whole lot more. Oh, dude, that was spectacular. Notably absent today is Matt mm-hmm. because he's a piece of shit and has to work. So. Without Matt to bother by messing it up, it's not even worth it. <laughs> um, so uh, this episode um, is uh, it's kind of out of order because uh, I'm, I'm putting this up probably 20 minutes after we're done recording this. Usually uh, I would be posting uh, one of my solo episodes, but I'm, I'm doing a little... Flipperoo? Yeah. So uh, what did I have planned for uh, my solo episode? I, I actually wasn't going to review a movie. A movie. I was going to kind of... <laughs> it was going to kind of be a miscellaneous debris, kind of just like a, a mixture of stuff. But okay. I, I'm going to wait till next week to post that. Um, but right now we've got... Oh, actually, first, I want to thank the listenership for tuning in to the show. So thank you for all the listeners and stuff. And then, uh, let's see, I tease our segments. We're, we're going to talk WandaVision, episode five. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to be introducing a new segment there towards the end, a segment that Ian uh, created. So uh, it's our first time doing the segment. We're going to probably do a little bit of workshopping it as we go. So, But it's, it's, it sounds like a very fun segment, so it'll be, it'll be fun to get into. Um, so, uh, which I want to do a little disclaimer here. I yeah. did steal partially this idea from Reddit, of <laughs> course, you, gonna, you know, yeah, like yeah, all yeah. good ideas just are yeah, stolen. I like so. your, uh, honesty there and just, yeah, uh, pointing that out. Yeah. I mean, some of the segments like that, uh, the rotten tomato, uh, no, the, uh, mind grenade music game. That's kind of a rework of another game that I hear on a different podcast. Yeah. It's, you know, it's hard to argue after thousands of years of human history. Is any idea really original anymore? Right. Yeah, you've got to put a spin on it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and then we'll have to, I, I kind of have uh, an idea f- for uh, a name for your segment that you created, but we'll, we'll get there. So, uh, but before we get, get into WandaVision and all that stuff, um, just a little bit of open discussion. Uh, I, um, I'll open it up to you guys, but I, I wanted to bring something up with, uh, where is my, where are my notes? Let's see. Hector, Here, noty, noty, noties. Yeah, where are your notes? Actually, it was music related. Okay, so let me see where it's there. Uh, come on, yo. So I guess while I wait for you to find that, have yeah. you guys been following the whole uh, Reddit craze? So Reddit's been like thrust into, I mean, it's already pretty mainstream, but I feel like the past couple weeks, month, the media has really like taken uh, an interest in Reddit, and they're calling it like the the Reddit army is um, like taking on Wall Street. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And all these retail investors are like going ham on on different stocks. Are you guys getting in the craze? Well, I mean, the influence that that Reddit has on it is pretty uh, it's pretty interesting. Even we were talking at work about Elon Musk, just the the uh, influence he has by just mentioning something he can raise mm-hmm. or lower stock and i think reddit has proven that it can do the same thing by uh trending a topic or a stock or even just, just the power of social media i guess and elon musk who is the has the power of one single social media site without even being one i guess and also alternate dimension elon tusk Mm-hmm. Yeah. All that same power as well. Yeah, his his car company, Elon Tusk. His Elon car Tusk. company is Tuskla. Yeah. <laughs> well, we talked about no ideas are original. Our thoughts are also not original. Elon Tusk puts them in our heads, and then we have <laughs> them. That's that microchip, right? Yes. From the vaccine. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. <laughs> what was it? Uh, well, I forget. I think you were telling me somebody like they're on. It could have been on Reddit that some 
phony uh, post where it's like, look, I dug out the microchip and it was this fucking like, you know, three inch long. Like, there's no fucking way. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, uh, So, uh, yeah, this the social media, like with Reddit, the Mm -hmm. Reddit army, like you're saying, like, and we were talking about last night with uh, Elon Musk, um, with a tweet, he can just like affect the stuff, you know, depending on what company he's talking about. Right now, he's talking about Do- Dogecoin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, and then everybody gets in. Like a week ago, we didn't know what the fuck. We'd never heard of that. And then suddenly, it's on everybody's uh, radar, yeah. Right. It's a. Which is hilarious because uh, that altcoin is. That was made as like a joke initially in like 2013 so it makes it even funnier now yeah the doge coin yeah is, yeah it's, it's the same not, it's, oh it's, it's not a new thing okay it's just kind of like yeah yeah it's been around for, okay. it's, it's been around for, so it's uh, been around and it took elon musk to just mention it and then so you know back like i don't know five years ago maybe just a few you know when they, that first kind of like crypto bubble popped up it had gained back then you know and people made money on it then it's tank back down so now it's like new people that didn't know about it back then are kind of like hopping back on mm. it ian what's the cryptocurrency that steven seagal has gotten in recent trouble with do you know what i'm talking about oh shit i don't know much about that i've heard about it but i, I have not followed them but i do know what she, they, yeah, that they, supposedly yeah. he made like false claims <laughs> and stuff about this uh, cryptocurrency and the whoever's doing it is in trouble like oh but i can't remember the name of it yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about that one. <clears throat> you know what made me laugh was when they mentioned, I heard this on, uh, I don't know what, of a podcast or radio, I don't know what, not radio, I don't even listen to the radio in the last, I don't know how many months, but um, they called him, they said, C-list actor Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> they had me, oh, I was like, oh man, so you could have just said Steven Seagal. Oh, but, I oh. love that. that, that's like a deep dig. Yeah. He, somewhere in Russia, he's probably like, <laughs> uh, I was like, oh wow, that felt personal. Um, he he is kind of uh, not aged as gracefully as some of the other some of the other actors. He was a weird dude in his yeah. prime. Like he was, I, I've heard stories of like interviews and stuff when he was big that he was just a weird guy, which mm-hmm. um, is ultra competitive and every everyone sucked except for him yeah. type of attitude. Yeah, like, and now he's what like. Every month he spends in Russia becomes like seven percent more Russian. I know, like him and the the Kremlin are like good buds. <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, yeah. He's no uh, Tom Brady. Tom, not Tom Brady could s- tell people they suck. And mm-hmm. um, but uh, if Tom Brady dirty told me I sucked, I would be like, I know. Yeah, hey, <laughs> I didn't think so at first, but until win. you said it, uh, no. <laughs> I didn't win a hundred Super Bowls. Yeah, what what are our? Well, I, have, I I don't follow football, so what are our stances on Tom Brady? Like, good for him is my my stance on it. I don't I haven't followed his career at all. I, the little bit I know is that the dude just fucking like wins. Like that's all he does. He's an ultra competitor. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I mean I'm I'm not I'm neither a Tom Brady fan or a Tom Brady Tom Brady hater. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy as not a Patriots or a Tom Brady fan to try to fall back into just hating him because he constantly wins Super Bowls and mm-hmm. my team does not mm-hmm. ever. What's your team of choice? Uh, Chicago Bears. Okay, That's right. So I think I was four years old when we won the last Super Bowl, four or five years old. So last year, I remember it <laughs> really well. Yeah, yeah. You have a great memory for a kid. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he does get a lot of hate, but I think that just comes from sports fans in general are very intense fan, people. Yeah. You know, there's that that huge fan lore. And then <clears throat> if you switch teams, oh shit! I mean, then <clears throat> then the anger really sets in. You know, mm-hmm. 
It's the same kind of when Favre switched from Green Bay. I mean, Favre. I, Favre. I, I think he just submitted himself as the GOAT, at least. I mean, if he wasn't already, then bah, he's there. I, man, that term, I, this is going to be a thing. I hate that term. Which I don't term? know. What the, the GOAT. I hear it oh, way too yeah. much now. Like every commercial, Meh. it's, uh, yeah, yeah everyone's a GOAT. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it sounds like a bad thing. I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah. like honestly, like, POTUS sounds stupid to me, too. What is? POTUS, the president of the United oh, States. Oh, yeah, like yeah. POTUS, term. yeah. yeah. Uh, Jason, <laughs> Jason, Jason's the GOAT of making GOAT noises. Uh-huh. <laughs> That was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. He's been practicing that for his yeah. podcast. I yeah, think, that's right? how. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's how I call the co-host to the recording. Oh, is this. The, um, I, I saw somebody last night wearing a Listen Impossible sh- uh, shirt, and I was like, the "Podcast not even out yet. It doesn't <laughs> premiere. It doesn't premiere until yeah. the twenty eighth of February." And, and it's still, it's like, people are out there just pimping that's, it. Yeah. yeah, that's what you know. When you, you have your, that's your last clean shirt. <laughs> I feel like I feel like like. They're wearing them. I feel like I had to have them wear them now because once it came out, then it was this call. Everything was going to get one of those. You know, you'll, you'll, you always have that closet that you don't really ever get into that much. I feel like they're going to go that in where there all eventually. of your skeletons are? Yeah, yeah. That's where um, Skelty's at too, right? Yeah, I'm going to put one one of the shirts on him and then I'm going to put him back in the closet where he belongs. Oh, that can be your uh, first picture for your new Facebook. Uh, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't do that last year. It's gonna be it's gonna be hard to convince myself to do it again this year. We'll see. I think that's a lot of work, right? I don't know if I call it work. I have to get in the right right type of stupidity mindset <laughs> to to accomplish it and have fun with it. If it's not if I felt like last year I wasn't really gonna have fun with it, so I'm not gonna do it. Cause I'm, I don't want to take pictures of a skeleton, and make it feel like a chore. I right. mean, it's weird <laughs> enough as it is. <laughs> I mean, so. It's, can make it feel like homework is yeah. a little going too too far. It is going too far. I, I yeah. I think it would be really funny if you didn't like this year if you didn't do it on Halloween, but pick like fucking Easter or something oh, like yeah. that, and just had like him like all dressed all cutesy with like Easter bunny shit. Valentine's Day is a week away. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we could do what all, is, all yeah. kinds of very romantic poses with the skeletons because I have more mm-hmm. than one. Yeah, you might get censored. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, somebody actually. Uh, I had a couple of them out in the front yard. So a friend of mine decided to put them out in the front front part of the yard in a very uh, endearing uh, <laughs> pose together, where they oh. were embracing each other in a very genitalia kind of way. Whoa! Whoa! Yeah. yeah. So nice. that was very nice of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is <was> recent. <laughs> Uh, no, I think this was a couple years oh, ago. Yeah. Yeah. Did your neighbors complain? <laughs> no, I, I thank God I caught it before I went to bed or it would have been there that way in the morning. <laughs> he was not going to say anything. I know him. He uh, was going to let it ride to see if the sun rose with the skeletons. Uh, uh, what do you, what do you call it? Dang it. I just watched the history of the F word. There's the, was it Stiver? Swive. Swive is the old word for swive? fucking, yeah. Before so fuck came into the English language, swive, I think, was the word that people used. Say it again now? Swive. Oh. You mother swiver. You mother That's swiver. That's an interesting tidbit. So can you, where does it come from? Uh, the F word came from, they say, they think the Dutch or German languages where it was adopted from. I think it's, they, not, it's not German. Um, so, I don't know. They, yeah. That's where that's where I remember the thing saying. Mm-hmm. But the, I think a lot of people think it means fornication under the consent of the king, where they thought you used to have that was it was an acronym where you used to have to get mm-hmm. permission from the king to to, to bang one the, out. To, yeah. To, yeah, yeah. The king could bang whoever they wanted, but you know you had to get permission. Yeah. to yeah. bang. Wasn't there a thing like first dibs? Like the king king could like uh, first dibs. Pre, your prima nocta. 
Braveheart, yeah. But uh, there's a, well, a famously uh, Van Halen album called For Your Unlawful Carnal Knowledge, because they weren't, at that time, you couldn't put the F-bomb, so it's an acronym for fuck. But it also, that the words kind of expl- explain the word for unlawful carnal knowledge. Or you're, mm. you yeah. Know, so um, but that's yeah. pretty metal. That history, yeah. <laughs> that history of swear words with uh, Nicholas Cage. That episode was interesting because I don't think I've ever heard the f word, except for one of our friends at work, had said that many times in like a half an hour, like because they were referring to it constantly. So it was just like fuck, 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 fuck. But it fuck, wasn't fuck. in like a derogatory way. No, it was in just context, like constantly talking about it yeah. and saying it. I think it said it must have said three hundred times. So if you love the f word, watch this. <laughs> Z, that's for you, buddy. Yeah. So if you. <laughs> If uh, you know, I constantly find myself, I don't know, in the last, I don't know, five years or so, like I, I give myself hints where I'm like, ooh, am I old? When I was watching the show, he's he's in this really nice, like, family room area when he's doing this uh, documentary when he's talking, starting it off. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage, yeah. And he has a fireplace and shelving behind him. And I remember thinking during the documentary, I was looking at the shelves on the each side, the built in shelves on each side of the fireplace. I was like, Man, with the lights, that's really nice. And I was like, "Holy shit, what did I just do?" Like, I went, I went to watch this documentary, and I'm admiring the woodworking and the around the fireplace. I was like, "Oh shit, that is some old man shit." That is right some there. old man shit right there. I You're yeah, like, that's a nice rug. Yeah, I was like, "What just happened?" Uh, um, I did. Uh, what's that on, by the way? Netflix, right? I think it was yeah, Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we were talking last night about just because the uh, Super Bowl, the commercials, there was the uh, Paramount Plus, which is at my first instinct is like, oh, God damn it, another streaming service. But it's really CBS All Access turned into. But still, I can just feel it like it's it's going to get out of hand here mm-hmm. in the next couple of years with everybody coming up with the streaming service. Um, what I couldn't find uh, before uh, in my notes, I found it's uh, I discovered this musician Daniel Knox, um, now I can't remember how I discovered him, but um, very interesting. He's based out of Chicago, but he's from Springfield, Illinois. What? He's, he's, he, he's, a, he, he's a 40-year-old guy, uh, plays, uh, he, he sings, he plays piano. Um, he's had songs on uh, David Lynch movies like, uh, or... Um, Actually, the TV show that they had the resurgence of uh, Twin Peaks recently. He had um, songs on the new Twin Peaks, uh, whatever, uh, revival or whatever you want to call it. Okay. Um, I think it, I have to look into it a little bit further. He has song. It's, this is uh, the Mr. Rogers movie, possibly. I mean, he's got some connection to Mr. Rogers. But this, this mu- his music is really eclectic. I'm going to play a little bit in a second. Okay. But, I did like the Mister Rogers movie. It was good. Gosh, um, I need to see. I, when he said that, I was like, "Shit, I meant to watch that." And I have I not mean, watched it's that stuff. Definitely don't want to watch it with the boys because it gets the you know little tearjerker. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Are yeah. you crying? Are you crying over here? I thought you meant like the boys, isn't like the boys. Oh, I mean, you probably don't want like, that would be weird to have those hanging. Yeah, out. Yeah, I was like, I don't think I can separate myself from the boys, but I'll give it a shot. I think oh, that's referred see. to as castration, mm-hmm. and I frown upon that. <laughs> <laughs> You're not pro I'm not castration. Pro castration no. Well, it's a hard stance. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Knox was born and raised in Springfield, Illinois. Knox had an early interest in cinema and enrolled in film program in Columbia College, Chicago, only to drop out 
After a year citing disillusionment with the collaborative process, he then began to teach himself piano by playing in public spaces at night. Teaching yourself piano and then going out in public to play, that's pretty Man, impressive. Man, that's how yeah. you get thick skin, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Knox did not sing until he was in his early 20s. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, it was through the Music Box, that, uh, music box Theater in Chicago a music box theater that Knox was selected by director David Lynch, who was touring with his film Inland Empire. David Lynch, uh, he did the original Dune movie. He's done Twin Peaks. All his movies are like weird, like um, fever dreams. Like mm-hmm. so, they're they're definitely an acquired taste. Like even Twin Peaks. Like if you ever try watching that show, it's it's like a fever dream. Like that's yeah. the best, clearest way. So. If just like um, abstract storytelling is not your thing, it, that's not for you. But he's got a following. So David Lynch is a he, he. Once David Lynch is long gone, his name will be still remembered as one of like a very well-known director. But anyway, so David Lynch uh, hired this guy. Uh, let's see, um, and then he's gone on to do other stuff. But ch- check, check. It's very this guy's um, uh, music is. I'll play some right now. Music me. All right, let's see here. Mm-hmm. I want to be right where I'm supposed to be. I want to kill everyone close to me. I want to wreck everything and then say that it's mine. That will be I like it. Yeah. Uh, I picture a dude um, with like the twisty ends of his mm-hmm. oh, yeah. of, the, uh, of his mustache. He's sipping an old fashioned. Yeah. To him. I could see this as like a almost like a show tune too. Mm-hmm. The way he's d- delivering the lyrics. Yeah, it definitely has that some of that feel too, which yeah. makes it fun. Like a, It's refreshing. It's just it's it's a different um, different take on you know. It's nice to see new music that still mm-hmm. isn't poppy and you know. There's uh, mm-hmm. the title of this uh, song is King of the Ball. His latest in- that's how I came across him. I was on uh, Metacritic or one of these music websites seeing what's new, and this one popped up. And then I went on the Wikipedia page, and I saw Springfield, Illinois. I was like, what? Because. Um, I'll talk about this on one of my solo episodes, but. Well, shout oh, out no. to a Springfield native. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. awesome. So, um, the uh, one of the things I want to do for this year is get like as many musicians from here in town in the door. Uh, last year, with a, a quarantine and stuff, a lot of people were hurting and stuff, and I'm sure people are raring to get back out there. So uh, I really w- would like to have, I, I got uh, the local kind of music uh, zine uh, activator back there on the couch that I'm going to look through and, and come up with like um, people I'd like to have onto the podcast to just talk music. And uh, 
my white whale for this project is this guy. Like, if I can get this guy, sorry, uh, no disrespect to Daniel Knox, but um, I'd like to get Daniel Knox on to the podcast at some point. To do uh, whale noises. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's my white whale. Yep. <laughs> you're the goat at uh, you're the goat at yeah. whale impersonations too. I'm bringing all the animal sound effects today, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So uh, that would be pretty sweet to have him on. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you know it. it Kind of a pie in the sky thing, but um, I'll you know like you got to set goals and stuff. So. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, yeah, so um, you know what? I think we're gonna move on. To, unless uh, you guys have anything else, you guys want to no throw in there. We can move on. All right, so let's get into some Wandavision. Mm-hmm. All right, so Wandavision episode five that dropped last week. Um, let's see. So uh, I remember kind of. Um, prepping Ian for it because he hadn't watched it the other night and I was like I was trying to make sure not to ruin it for you but kind of like incentivize it for you to get excited to watch it mm-hmm. they so um oh and a spoiler warning we're gonna get into details if you haven't watched uh WandaVision uh we are gonna be talking about it in detail so uh uh you don't if you don't want to be spoiled uh, you probably want to uh pause the episode definitely go watch some WandaVision and then come back and and uh, um, join in. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I was explaining to Ian that the first three episodes or two, yeah, three were just the TV show, right? And yes. then at some point they broke out and they showed what was happening on the outside of the town. And then with this episode, it's kind of doing both. It's it's the TV show and the uh, what's going on outside with uh, Sword. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the time shifts keep happening so this episode was the 80s and uh ian um did you recognize at all the what they were the mo the the uh inspiration for that i think so let me i mean i haven't looked anything up <laughs> i just watched it fresh last night yeah um it's uh oh christ now i just forgot the hell the name okay of it is, but, uh, uh, actors and because it has that big actor the, like the olsen twins right and then the, it's not full house no it's not full okay house, yeah so it's uh family ties oh, My, okay. michael yeah, i know yeah, that's I definitely that. behind be, mm-hmm. uh before your time but uh yeah michael j fox's show before like i think i think he got back to the future when he was still like he become a big star from family ties mm-hmm. and then if you watch interviews with him about talking about his back to the like when he was doing back to the future he was, I mean, he was losing sleep because he was doing the show, Family Ties, and Back to the Future. And they kept giving him more on Family Ties because he was the breakout star. Mm-hmm. So that whole intro for WandaVision on this episode where it's like, shows the, the little uh, montage and then it shows like the portrait of their them being drawn. That was the intro for Family Ties oh. at the time. So, Did you watch it? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I was uh, of the age, yeah, to watch uh, some of it. It was funny because uh, with the with the climate today, uh, it's pretty funny. I, I think, I mean, looking back now, it was kind of like um, satirizing uh, conservatives because Reagan was the president at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, my, uh, what was his name, uh, uh, Alex P. Keaton. Um, so. With Family Ties, it was a family of, like, hippie, uh, like, the parents were very hippie-ish, um, but he was, like, the yuppie, okay. and he was, like, the poster boy for conservatism at the time when, like, 
Wall Street and, and yuppies and all that stuff was going on with, under Reagan. And so he was kind of the butt of the jokes, even though he was the breakout star also. And the parents were always like, oh, like, the, you know, how, why did we, like, how did we end up with this kid that's like the opposite of what we're like into? Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I remember, but I, that shit went over my head when I was like five or six, you know, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what conservatism was or liberalism was, but, uh. As an adult looking back, I'm like, oh, I see why that show was a show. Um, but, um, but yeah, so that was their angle with, that was the show they were kind of, you know, modeling the WandaVision stuff. Maybe a little Growing Pains? There was a little bit of that too, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he's, you just talked about uh, Full House. They did have that, um, when they did the whole 80s sitcom intro thing, the little montage they mm-hmm. did. They had them all at a picnic, like Full House. That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's um, about all I can think of. Yeah. Um, a lot happens in this episode. Uh, they, uh, it seems like Wanda's having a hard time holding everything together, and Vision is starting to like realize that something's up. Right. Yes, yeah. So Wanda, it's, this is her whole construct, right? So she's the orchestrator, at least as far as we know, holding mm-hmm. everyone together. Mm-hmm has is like basically mind controlled people they're vaguely aware of it and it's painful but yet yet they're not i mean she's controlling them they're conscious of it in their background but can't break out of it she's basically uh orchestrating since we're gonna use that word a large human puppet show basically you might say a geppetto as well yeah you could. okay so <laughs> yeah so this is basically a show full of pinocchios yeah after he turns into a real boy mm-hmm but uh, no strings attached. Got no strings to hold me. Okay, I'm not going to do that. But un't uh, that I sad like that, that I... No, okay. that's oh, sad. do you want me to continue? No, uh, let's not If you that. knew the whole song, yeah. <laughs> okay. I would do you guys it. know a little known fact? Felatio is uh, Pinocchio's little brother. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And no, people don't know he had a little brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, They cut him out of the Disney movies for yeah. unknown reasons. He, yeah. went, <laughs> he went from Disney to Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that's... Very interesting with Wanda. I mean, that's her powers are pretty scary. I mean, she can orchestrate that. Yeah, my, one of my the favorites. One of my favorite scenes in this one is where Vision basically is able to awaken that guy, and he kind of brings him back into his own consciousness again. Mm-hmm. And he's like the look on his face. I like that scene. It's just like, oh my god, you got to help me. Like, like he, he's like freaks out and he's like, I need to call this person, this person, or whatever. Oh person. yeah, yeah. And then Vision basically kind of out of sympathy puts him back because he's like, I don't know, I don't know if I can help you and stuff. So he just put kind of like puts him back to where he was right. so that because I, I guess he he looked like he was even he's not in a visible state of distress that way. But even though you're led to believe that they are in some distress, but just not as much conscious distress. As they are that is a great. That's a great scene. I, I really liked it too. I thought the acting was like they really pulled it off. I mean, like yeah. it was. And then I loved when he puts him back in it. He just like switches back to like mm-hmm. a full smile and like nothing's ever happened. So it it makes you wonder like at what <laughs> what vision are we seeing? I mean, is he still an AI construct that she, she 
took the rest of is this it, during this episode is where we learned she yeah, took his body. She like walked into wherever his body was. Yeah, and it looked like his body was being messed with. It was like, like by right. the government like, or whatever, yeah. or, or she, Shield or whoever. Yeah, she took his hardware, so to speak. I guess yeah, whoa. which, uh, yeah, <laughs> she likes his hardware. Um, she took him and then I guess made the a real the real him part of this. But he leads you to believe also during this episode, he doesn't really have his full set of memories either. That's the thing. I don't Uh, think he... But prior to... So he doesn't know, like, to his death that we saw in Endgame. Right. So he doesn't know after, I should say. So, yeah. Yeah, after his death. It's him, but it's not him because he he doesn't understand who he is. So has she implanted memories into his brain you know basically yeah. saying like oh that you're my you know husband um we're a family and then yeah. pre this he doesn't even realize what he he keeps trying to like confront the 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 uh, the gap in his like or just what's going on and she keeps telling him that i've got this under control yeah and she's um, like you're my husband you're a father isn't that enough you know trying yeah, yeah, to play yeah. the guilt card on him and yeah and and I I don't know if he doesn't have his memories because of what happened to him with Thanos or because of what she's done to him now that right. she's reconstructed him in a, right. in a way mm-hmm. that we don't understand yet. But um, the, the the children she couldn't um, well that's the thing too the kids keep they they upage them uh, in this <laughs> they upage themselves right yeah it's which is an interesting thing like how much power do these kids have? Control. That's right, because she tries to. She sees that they're about to do it again, and she stops them. Um, but are the kids real? That's the thing too. She yeah. tries using the magic on them, and it doesn't. Her magic doesn't. Yeah, work. that's what makes you wonder what's going on here, because the kids seem to have control over themselves more so than anyone else in this does. Even mm-hmm. like even Vision almost. Um, because they do up, they do like upage themselves at some point when she tells them not to, and mm. she doesn't seem to be able to stop them. They were adorable, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's just because I don't have children of my own, and I'm getting older, and I'm like, oh, kids are so adorable. But yeah, the the, the actors they chose were pretty uh, adorable, um, except for the babies. I was like, oh, God, a crying baby. Yeah, because <laughs> that's what they were doing nonstop at the beginning of the episode. Jason, and they, uh, does that give you like PTSD? <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, my my theory is that she is orchestrating a lot of it, but she's not completely in 100% control. Like, um, what's-her-name Agnes keeps acting even more weird the, the more episodes we see. Like, yeah, she was acting super sketchy around the kids. Um, trying to think of what else. Yeah, there's something going on. I feel like... She's being manipulated somewhat, she's right? Been, she, but she, I, think, I, feel, I feel like... The way Sword is trying to get in there and 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 uh, manip- not manipulate, but just trying to get involved. There's another, there's a third party that's also, and I think Agnes is a part of that. And I think it has to be because you have to have like two sides of every coin, right? Yeah. So you wouldn't just have Shield. You have yeah. to have whatever. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's Aim not or Hydra, Hydra or whatever. Or yeah. 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 And they found a wrinkle, right? Where if they put something from the 1980s through this whatever barrier that you want to call yeah. this energy, energy barrier between what she's created and the outside world, that it, when it doesn't have to be changed, it doesn't. So they get this 1980s Stark drone, right? And then they send it in. Yeah, that was then, a great scene. Yeah. Oh, when she comes out, um, 
she comes out with the um, with, with the drone with the drone destroyed. Yeah, and uh, she starts confronting Sword. And I don't know why I have a heart like I'm seeing Sword. 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 Um, Swing. Um, Sword. She uh, she tells them it's like, hey, you know, fuck off, essentially. Uh, what was the other word for fuck off? Swa- uh, sw- swive. Swive. Yeah. yeah. She told him to swive off. And uh, um, uh, she ends up pointing the, uh, having all the uh, soldiers point their gun at the main sword guy, which is very Magneto-ish, if we remember the old Fox X-Men movies, where Magneto would have people just point guns at themselves and stuff like that. So, And we all know that in the comics, Magneto is um, Wanda's father. So, right, right. Uh, if we're gonna go down this, yeah, man, when the reveal, se- yeah, the reveal with the silver hair mm-hmm. for like a brief second, like, oh, it's fucking Magneto, but mm-hmm. I'm like, no, no, it's not. Close. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Magneto's son. It's uh, Pietro. It's uh, <clears throat> Quicksilver from the X Men movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which uh, Darcy even mentioned. She's like, "Oh my God, they uh, they uh, what they say they, they, they re- recast, recast. Them. yeah, mm-hmm. uh, pretty crazy." Uh, what are your guys' thoughts? Oh, on that? I like the X Men version the best. It was a better version for sure. Right, uh, I love that. scene. How do you feel if you're the other actor that I know? Right, yeah. Like, well, yeah, you know, I mean, you're like, you're dead, right? Yeah, I mean, but the, but the, then they are. Essentially, you're resurrecting the character, but yeah. then with a different actor. Uh, and I'm sure it wasn't like, fuck that other guy. It was a little more like, oh, we're doing something here. Yeah, I guess it depends on your motivation. If your motivation is this is the best version of him that was made, even though it wasn't us, like if you're given an. Um, yeah. I mean, if you own that IP now, and that's, that's, yeah. I think it's yeah. more that. I don't, I, I, I'm not sure if it's necessarily that this is, and it is the be- better version. But I'm not. I'm not sure if that was their motivation. It's. I think they're. They're trying. They're. They're I mean, slowly bringing, bringing in, in the. In. Yeah. The, the X Men universe. Yeah. Like, yeah. Which is fantastic. Um, and all of us have been waiting for it for so long. To yeah. Have, like the true crossover happen. Create uh, the multiverse. Yeah. Yeah. This is the first sign of of yeah. something like which that. Which is very exciting. I'm yeah. Excited. Yeah. Um, I think this is the because they were asking her, the actress Elizabeth Olsen, uh, about the show yeah. and uh she brought up like a week and a half ago she's like there's gonna be a reveal that's pretty big that's like luke skywalker and the mandalorian big this would probably be some kind of in there because i mean when you're taking a character from another universe into the like, that's yeah. kind of a big deal mm-hmm. um when i'm they, pretty excited about it it's similar to when they did well when dc did that uh the show the flat this is not to the yeah, same level yeah. but when they did the, the flash, flash po- the flash point when they did the movie flash the two Barry Allen's the two yeah. Barry Allen's yeah that the flash inherently uh, the multiverse is part baked into the story yes. in the comics anyway right. so it was cool that they did that um this is pretty unprecedented like uh or like trying to think uh, cuz they're talking about doing similar stuff with the Spider-Man movies coming up uh, with uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man movie where like well, actually, they did something so similar in the last Spider-Man movie, where they brought in J.K. Simmons yep. um, from the uh, Sony, uh, from the. Uh, well, I guess also from they they brought him from two reboots ago or one reboot ago uh, into the more into the MCU. So yeah, it's it's pretty wild that uh, we've gotten this far in the comic book movies where 
they're doing shit like this now and they're confident in doing it where 20 years ago there's like it's going to confuse the shit out of people because they're not ready they had to like slowly get here to this point where we can be talking about the multiverse where like i said 20 years ago people were like what like i mean people would maybe not maybe not the audience but movie makers would have been like oh audiences aren't that sophisticated to understand multiverses and actors from the fox x-men movies in the disney movie you know like we've come pretty far with we've seen a lot of crazy shit with superhero movies that at this point something like this is welcomed and is the movie companies are willing to do shit like this so can we go out on a limb and say um do you think that wandavision is highbrow whereas star wars is lowbrow um as far as like the show for if you're comparing the two disney shows uh, well, uh, specify like what do you what do you mean? Well, like okay, that? so like you know, if if Star Wars, The Mandalorian, it's just kind of like, it is what it is. It's just it's a fun kind of mm-hmm. action pack. Ah, it's okay, not okay. That deep. No, no, no. Yeah, I think this would be uh, have more depth to it story wise because this is her. This is someone going through grief, like massive grief, right. like that we're seeing her, like she lost her uh, her parents in Sokovia. Um, she lost her brother with the Ultron thing. She lost vision. Uh, like it's so. This is her uh, going through her grieving process, but a superhero version of it. So, yeah. I would say this has more, a little bit more, like narrative, like depth to the story. As, I guess as far as character development or characters themselves, yeah, I would say so too. Yeah, but they also have. She also has more more you've seen her more she's got more of a backdrop to work with. yeah that's true too yeah but i mean the mandalorian accomplishes something in the fact that they make you uh fall in love with uh, for one a character that you hardly ever see his face yeah and two a puppet so like they the accomplishment of to make you invested and fall in love with these characters mm-hmm. that that one is a puppet and one mm-hmm. is a, a faceless, emoteless like mm-hmm. character is a quite an accomplishment it in is storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. I could argue though that nearly every character in one division is also a puppet. So Oh yeah, you got them there. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and Felatio and Pinocchio are in there too. Um Yeah, yeah. Uh the show started kind of like we were like, we're not sure about it. I'm now in. I'm in. I'm, I'm in. Yeah, yeah same I'm, here. I'm enjoying this. The ride, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I I still have questions I want answer. You know, sure. stuff that I want to reveal to answer. Yeah, like how many episodes is it? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, I have a feeling it'll go right up, right before uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier comes out. Um, uh, anything else we want to talk about with One Division at all, there, guys? I'm trying to think of other stuff that happened in this episode that was uh, noteworthy. Let me see. Let me see what my notes are here. I'm trying to watch it quickly in my head again. I'm, the actress, um, is Darcy, right? Yeah. She, I, she, I'm, I'm enjoying her yeah. show. She's doing a good job. Yeah. Um, was it uh, the agent? Was it Wu, right? Uh, yeah. He's a good character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Sword is kind of playing the stereotypical good but bad government, yeah. you know, like overreaching government body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I there something's going to 
something's going to be revealed with that guy in charge of Sword. He almost seems like a, he's a Hydra person. Or yeah, person. there's something sketchy about yeah, him in particular. Because he's the acting director. And she, yeah. You know, they kind of had that little bit of weird mm-hmm. beef with, um, uh, what's what's her name? Um, uh, the, Monica Rambo. Yeah, yeah. The, the daughter of yeah. the previous director, right? Or Maria Rambo. Mm-hmm. Uh, having yeah the M's like get, get confusing but yeah mm-hmm. um, and there was the what was the the dig a little bit of that dig between her and she's mad at um, the, the, the who's the other um, her co-pilot yeah Mar- uh, Captain Marvel the, yeah yeah there was something in there about Captain Marvel there there's a, there's more Easter eggs in this that I'm missing there was a scene where um, Rambo was there talking um, they were uh, somebody brings up Captain Marvel and she gives a weird look to, to right, somebody else. Right. And, oh, yes, there's that scene. It's with uh, the, the the FBI agent, the uh, uh, Wu and Rambo and Darcy's there. And she gives him that weird glare. But they start talking about the events of Endgame and they're describing it as if they were watching the movie and not having her, like, like okay, realistically... If that shit really happened on our planet, like, what, we would have seen some footage of the battle from, I don't know, satellite footage, maybe? I mean, uh, you know, trying to, like, or news reports on TV of what happened. But they were the the one agent, uh, is it Jimmy Woo? He starts describing it as, yeah, as uh, he starts describing it as if he watched the movie rather than, like, he saw footage on or read a report about it. Right. So it was kind of interesting. But yeah, in that same scene, they when they mentioned Captain Marvel, Rambo kind of acts a certain way, a kind of strange way. So I'm sure they'll kind of uh, get into that some more. Um, but uh, all right, what do you guys think? And move on to our new segment. Yeah. Sure. We'll take a break, and um, we'll come back with our new segment here. So um, join us after this music break. back all right so the segment we've got going um it's it's i'm it's tentatively titled uh playing keanu's advocate because i thought playing devil's advocate has a little too dark and kind of um but then i was thinking about the movie the devil's advocate starring keanu reeves Ooh, I like and that movie. Uh, he played the son of satan in that movie mm-hmm. so i figured we just kind of go with that and it's uh keanu reeves is fun and uh, maybe, who, who knows, uh, so uh, we might include Keanu Reeves in a later installment of this segment mm-hmm. where we, like, pit um, uh, John Wick against Neo or something, and then we'll, they'll have to fight it out in this segment. I thought uh, Al Pacino made a great devil yeah, in that movie. Yeah, that's an underrated movie. I like that movie a lot. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen that one. I think you'd like it. it, it it's... It might feel a little dated when you watch it, but it's still really good. I know your feelings on horror movies, but it's not a straight-up horror movie. It's more like... It's a kind of a fucked-up movie where, like, he plays a lawyer, hotshot lawyer, Keanu Reeves does, and his father... This this big-time lawyer, like, is courting him to become his next, like, in his firm. 
and then, and then it turns out that uh, Al Pacino, the, who's courting Keanu Reeves, is the Satan. Oh. And uh, this whole this whole double entendre style stuff going on with lawyers being evil and like I like it. Yeah, right. it's it's a good movie. Uh, first time I ever saw Charlize Theron in a movie, and so it's uh, yeah. Hmm. Um, so uh, for the moment, we're going to be calling this segment "Playing Keanu's Advocate," and um, get my notes here. So uh, we'll reveal who we're going to be pitting against each other. So it'll be me and Jason um, advocating for an actor. Uh, I, I get an actor, you get an actor, Jason. And then at the end of our uh, support, you know, uh, of our spiel, uh, then Ian will decide who the winner is. And, uh, um, well, you know, if Matt were here, then he would be one of the judges too. And then... Um, there's no rules for the judging. You just decide from what you hear from us wh- who you think is the winner. So, um, and if uh, Dread was here, he would also be a judge. Yeah, oh, that's an underrated. That's another underrated movie. Uh, let's see here. Two on the nose, and Jason liked that one. Two though. on he's, the nose. He's smirking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I thought I had. Uh, Notes. Uh, Matt would be mad listening he back would to be, this. If, if he heard me use audible laughter after that, he'd be like, "Jason, <laughs> God damn it!" And he'd come through the microphone after me, You're feeding into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's a here's a little bit more concise uh, uh, version of the rules. Two hosts choose between two actors and try to win over the judge or judges with the actor they're supporting or going to bat for, using everything in the actor's repertoire at the host's disposal. So that includes filmography, personal life, secondary careers, etc. So that's what you have as your ammunition to try to, like, you know, advocate or go to bat for your, your, uh, your actor. So um, right now we have the two actors, uh, me and Ian, decided on were Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds. So oh my god! Yeah, I just thought I just Ryan Reynolds just popped in my head. Holy shit! We're having a moment. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, uh, Elon Tusk. Holy shit, dude! Thank you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you just put that in your. Oh, that was great. Uh, wow. That was good. Wow. Um, I was like, where? How does he play? And then like light bulb. I'm like, oh, he's. Uh, well, <laughs> the way I envisioned who gets who was just we just picked. I was gonna say maybe I should but, take Ryan Reynolds because he's inside of okay, me. Okay, yeah. Oh well, I, I was gonna do the pick out of a hat and then <laughs> randomly do it, but we'll you go with Ryan Reynolds okay. and I go with you, Jack. Are you happy with that? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so um, I'll, I'll start off first, and um, I, I don't know, what's a, a little bit of a limit. I know we're going kind of late on um, on time here, but uh, uh, I'll go with uh, um, five minutes. Uh, I'll try to do under five minutes, but we'll. Try to do with five minutes. Okay. Uh, each person. I'm so gonna, I'm gonna blank my slate. Yeah. Be an impartial judge. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Hugh Jackman. Um, let's see. Uh, everybody loves Hugh Jackman. Um, he's a total uh, just gentleman, lovable guy. Uh, in real life, it seems from his interviews, uh, just fucking like iconic role uh, as Wolverine. Um, when he got the role, he was an unknown here in the states. Uh, he's Australian guy. That's another plus. Australians are fucking like, I mean, they keep importing one great Australian after the other. Um, you know, there's uh, Chris Hems, the Hemsworths. There's three of them. There's all kinds of um, 
Uh, Margot Robbie's an Australian, so uh, Australians are awesome. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, he um, he was a, a theater guy, uh, famous right. in Australia for being a, a theater guy, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. how he got on people's radars uh, in Hollywood. That got him the role for uh, uh, Wolverine. He still does some too, right? Yes, he's still, he's mm-hmm. still uh, heavily involved in theater. Um, let's see. Uh, he has his own coffee company that he started up recently that uh, supports um, uh, like indigenous uh, uh, countries and stuff. Um, I forget the name of that coffee company. I'll try to look it up later. But um, let's see what else. Um, other movies that he's been in. He was in the movie The Prestige, and he was great in that with Christian Bale. Um, he can be funny. Um, I can't think of Can a you movie. give me an example? I know, of right? His, yeah, it's uh, not a good thing to bring up if I can't come up with an example. Um, let's see what else. Um, Logan was a great send off. <laughs> I'm sticking with the Wolverine stuff because it's super easy. Um, um what think, would you say his quintessential best performance is in a movie? Um, oh boy, that's a good one. Um, I would go with, uh, yeah, I'd go with Logan. I love that he, um, because he plays a couple roles in that, and it's great that he, uh, he can play such a like hard as nails, like type of guy, but then be a theater guy beloved by the uh, LGBTQ community. Like so, he's soft enough for a theater kind of crowd, but then he's hardcore enough for like the most hardcore like you know yeah, superhero. That's a good argument. He's a well-rounded person. He's a he's yeah. a man's man, but also is not afraid to get in touch with mm-hmm. his you know yeah things. yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, so um, I think. I think I'll leave it at that, and I'll give uh, uh, Jason a chance to jump in. Do you want to do just a real brief, quick rundown of like this IMDb top ten movies? You just want yeah, to read, you know? I'll do that, and then I'll and then I'll pass it off. Let me. I'll, I'll look it up here. Uh, Hugh Jack. Huge Jackman. His see his name even fits his uh his whole his whole thing. Uh, he's got the Guinness World Record for longest career as a live action Marvel superhero. Um, uh, let's see, as of, uh, as of 2017, um, uh, he's been married, uh, to his wife since 1996, um, the prestige I mentioned before, Les Miserables, um, let's see, yeah, um, yeah, so Les, Les Miserables, Logan, um, of course, all of the X-Men series, oh, he was in Missing Link. Yeah, that was a like a car greatest car showman. Car. You said the prestige. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The the it, it's hard to outside of his um his uh, X Men stuff. Uh, it's hard to like really. Um, yeah, um, Christian Bale prestige is a good one. Oh, he had Van Helsing. <laughs> oh no, you're ruining my argument. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I'll leave it at that. I think I, I had a strong. No, time. no, no. You, you got to go back. He was also in Swordfish, right? Oh he no, you're Stanley. making it. You're ruining my whole thing. Um, uh, one cool thing was that, uh, and he doesn't get. He's not responsible for it. But I love, I love that he shows up in X Men First Class as a cameo and tells Professor X I may need to fuck off. 
And I remember watching that movie and being surprised that he was in it because there was no, they kept it under, under wraps. Um, I think I'll, I think I'll leave it at that. I'll, I'll hand over, I'll let Jason, um, okay. go for it. <laughs> well, we talked about, uh, being Australian, right? Mm-hmm. Well, my guy's Canadian. So I think immediately he has a one up in the nice guy range, um, being from Canada. So Ryan Reynolds is a guy that's been a victim of some scripts <laughs> um, uh, in his past. Uh, he's done, like, Amityville Horror, like, some serious roles, which I don't think he's bad at, but I just don't think he's been given a lot of great chances to do them um, because I think he gets pigeonholed into uh, a type of character that's kind of funny and loose because he is probably one of the most naturally funny guys there is in show business, in my opinion. And he kind of proves that, like, just as a person. If you, like, follow him on Twitter or social media or whatever, he's just very, very naturally charming and, and hilarious, really. Um, but, uh, <laughs> so when I go through my filmography, we might uh, have a problem. But uh, I do think that, I, I don't know exactly what his background is as far as uh, training, but he has gotten recently into, so he's also now a, a business guy. I have Mint, seen that. Mint Mobile yeah. and all this other stuff. You'll see him on commercials. Um, which he has his gin company, I believe, too. G- is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's yeah. He's been he's been trying to. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, he's been spouting uh, some gin. Okay. Yeah. Aviation American. Yeah. Gin. There you go. Yeah. He acquired a stake in that as well. So, yeah, that's kind of a recent thing in the last maybe two or three years as he's been venturing into the business world. So that's that's when you know you've made it when you can start uh, starting up and acquiring companies. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not something that uh, Ian can do yet. He's no. still working on that as still well. Fledgling, but I do I do think Ryan can do. <laughs> you, you can look at all these movies and be like, oh, Green Lantern or uh, the Blade tr- uh, Trinity. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're like, holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what I do think Ryan can bring is he can. In a bad script, I think he can bring fun and like laughter uh, to a bad movie, mm-hmm. which I like. I enjoyed his character in Braid Tril- Trilogy or Trinity, even though that is not a good movie mm-hmm. by any stakes. So um, I do think it maybe not elevate a movie in like a Tom Hanks kind of way, but he can mm-hmm. elevate a movie in a charming and uh, enjoyment kind of way. Um, so I think he's very good at doing that, um, more so than I think that some of these more traditionally serious actors can do, because he's just very naturally charming. So, um, what else? Do, what, what what am I missing here? What the Hector went over? Um, let's see. You went over his kind of personality. Um, you went over his a little bit of his background, businesses. Um, I feel like I feel like Ryan Reynolds would probably be better in bed than Hugh Jackman. <laughs> oh, wow! When really? I talked about him being inside me, really? I Whoa. I did mean both figuratively <laughs> and literally. Ryan, thank you. Wow. Um, so to to go off of that, I mean, they're both objectively like very fit, mm-hmm. you know, attractive men. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think just because? Ryan's younger that he gets the check mark for that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, if you watch Natural Lampoon's Van Wilder, I think you know just how much of a chick magnet or just human being magnet mm-hmm. from a sexual level that Ryan Reynolds can be. Yeah. Um, I don't think you need to narrow it to any sort of, uh, you know, 
so you're gender saying, or sexual preference. I mean, I think it, I mean, think everybody can appreciate mm-hmm. a Ryan Reynolds for you know he has that personality that that aura where it just draws people to him is what you're saying. Yes, okay. yes, for sure, for sure. So he has a he has an aura. Ben Wilder, that that's a deep cut that I, mm-hmm. I, I enjoy because um, growing up that that movie was mm-hmm. was really funny and it definitely. It's one of those movies you can just toss on, right, and kind of watch at any, any yeah. point in time. Yeah, it's an easy mm-hmm. watch, yeah. It was early on in his career. Yeah. yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. It, uh, you know, it's interesting to me because looking at both of their filmographies, yeah. they both have a lot of duds. Yeah. You know? But the stuff that stuck really stuck. Right. Yeah, I'm just going through Hugh Jackman's filmography, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> there's a lot there that just wasn't, right. didn't stick. But the stuff that does stick, real, I mean, he's a fucking A-list actor because of the mm-hmm. roles he's done. Um, and then you can, you know, looking at Ryan Reynolds as well, though, you can see the same thing. I mean, he's, like you said, he's had some misses, but even in the movies that he was in, they're still, his parts in them are generally pretty good, minus Green Lantern. Yeah. You know, but even he goes on record and says it. Yeah, I think he, he knew, like, I, I think he tried, but, like, sometimes what these actors or actresses are asked to do it's like, you know, you're being set up because whoever, their producers and writers and stuff, they asked you to do to do something in a certain way and you're mm-hmm. kind of expected to mm-hmm. do it. So mm-hmm. um, you can't always place full blame on them for that. And there right. are some times that you can put some full blame on them for, yeah. but um, it's not always their fault because they, they got to do what they're asked to do when they're yeah. scripted into a movie. But there's there's actors that uh, you pointed, pointed out that uh, they're good in the movie the movie's not good. Mm-hmm. And that happens to a lot of good actors. Um, yeah. The movie Life is, a, I guess, a movie that I can think of that I've seen where Jake, he's... Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake, that, yeah. He's matched up with Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah. and he holds his own as far as acting in that movie. So, mm-hmm. um, But there's not a ton of examples because, you know, like I said, people like to, to cast Ryan Reynolds in a certain way because they feel like they're going to get the most out of him that way. Mm-hmm. So he's yeah. not given a ton of chances to do other things, but I, I don't feel like he fails when mm-hmm. he does the other, when he does more serious I, roles. I think that that's probably the one contention point for me between the two is like who has a longer potential career, you know, and yeah. who has more of a range. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that, that's the, the trickiest. I think mm-hmm. that that's going to be ultimately like my, my hold up is, you know, mm-hmm. who, and, and can you guys comment maybe like give 30 seconds on each? Yeah. Of that? Um, I, uh, so, uh, I think, I think, uh, I don't, don't want to defend his, his choice, <laughs> but I feel like both of them do have long careers ahead of them. Um, and, and, and to bring up my point real quick, uh, that I was kind of making about, uh, being, uh, uh, being good in a bad movie. Both these guys were in, uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yes. They were both good in it. Mm-hmm. That movie sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, I rewatched that one and I'm like, man, the plot and all that is, is bad, but they are both really good. At and and there's there's sections in the movie that are notable, but the movie itself as a whole is a mm-hmm. fucking mess. Um, so so this is our kind of like final word, uh, just uh, advocating for. So um, yeah, I, I do feel uh, Hugh Jackman does have a long career uh, ahead of him, and maybe. Some hopefully some iconic roles as iconic as Wolverine. It's funny because with Wolverine, they'll eventually recast that role. I mean, Disney owns that character now. They're gonna 
It's a, they're leaving money on the fucking table, not making more movies of that character. They're going to have to recast it. Right. That's a big. That's a big. Uh, those big shoes to fill, because that guy made that like that character was already popular, and then he made it even more popular. And even though he's like almost twice the size and 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 height as the character in the comics, like we still embrace his version of it. Um. Uh, the uh, coffee, uh, my, the last thing I'll say, the coffee company uh, that he owns is called Laughing Man Coffee Company, which um, I've never tried, but um, I would like to give it a shot sometime. Um, it's uh, fairly traded. Our uh, This is from the website at laughingmancoffee.com. Our fairly traded coffees ensure farmers receive fair compensation for the excellent product they bring, they bring to the market and promote farming practices that protect the earth and sustainable growth. Hugh donates 100% of the uh, proceeds. Created by Hugh Jackman, the Laughing Man Foundation supports educational programs, community development, and social entrepreneurs around the world organically sourced. So uh, I'll leave it mm-hmm. at that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when we talk about his Hugh Jackson's Wolverine, which I, I mean, I'm, I can't, Ooh, yeah. I can't. I know where you're going. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't tell you that he that that he doesn't do a great Wolverine because he does yeah. it both great in style and kind of presentation and even looks really. Um, but on the other end, we have Ryan Reynolds yes. with Deadpool. Yeah, um, which he made himself almost into a personification of that character. And you say, well, it's not that hard based on his personality, but I mean. He brought a Deadpool character, which probably isn't... You wouldn't consider that on the same level as a Wolverine character, and he really brought that into some very major popularity mm-hmm. with doing some of the things he does very well. Yeah, I mean, you can't argue that. I mean, that no. is... Uh, as soon, as you, as, soon yeah. as you started with... I was like, oh, fuck. I mean, yeah, because he took somebody that was basically nothing. And yeah. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. that read comics yeah. know about, and there's, you know, fans from the comics, but... And perfect casting. It's like... Yeah. It's, it's, it's like in comic books, and here I am, just like, helping you out. <laughs> um, there's probably three, like... And he's one of the examples like that, or like came off the page, mm-hmm. and or like you know the joke was that Deadpool and Ryan Reynolds were separated at birth because they're it's it's crazy how perfect they are for each other, but uh, but yeah. So as soon as you, I was like, oh yeah. damn it. There's like three that come to mind: Professor X, Professor X, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, the, the, we can probably come up with no, other there's ones. There's more. I mean, yeah. uh, J. Jonah Davidson. Was, yeah, I mean, there's some other ones, but yeah, there's too. definitely a handful. Right. Yeah, there's some good ones. Oh man, you guys are making this really hard on me because yeah. this is there's a lot of. So I'm just kind of give a recap here. Um, so Ryan Reynolds, Canadian, uh, according to Jason, better in bed. Uh, so got the get the aura, the swag yeah. around him. Um, you know, business interests. Um, he's a funny guy. A lot of comedian or kind of comedy related roles. Uh, it's a Hugh Jackman. So we got iconic character, likable, um, a gentleman, kind of seen as an all-around good guy, Australian, heavy into classic theater, also has some business interests, mm-hmm. um, you know, has uh, some good and bad movies. I think arguably maybe a few better movies long-term mm-hmm. than Ryan Reynolds had. And let's see... Yeah, I think that's kind of kind of it. So I have two words to unfairly target the judge. Okay, Detective okay. Pikachu. 
<laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about that. He was in that. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, see that that kind of that make it does make it tricky because that does go more towards his career potentially being longer. I mean, if he's doing voice acting, what what is up with the? Yeah, it's like voice acting is such a huge thing. They they get you know because Hugh Jackman's had a ton of roles in Disney movies as well and uh, as as a voice actor. Um, so there could be more more coming from that. Yeah, wow. The, the, you guys, this is tough. I mean, their filmography, putting side by side, you know, I think that there has been a lot more X-Men movies. Um, see, Deadpool has had two, right? I'm already kind of tired of, of it. I mean, it was it, the first one was really funny. The second one was funny, but it was a lot of rehash, the same thing. So I, I do worry about the longevity of that uh, kind of series moving forward. Or as I think with you know Wolverine and X Men, I mean he could potentially he could have if he wanted to he could have come, done ten more movies of that. Uh, Hugh Jackman could have. Yeah, yeah. He just was was burnt out with it, or, uh, and he wanted to leave on on, on a high yeah. note as well. Right, but right. Also, Wolverine was brought into the greater X Men universe more so than Deadpool. Was. For sure, for sure. So that 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 is very true. Um. I think I'm going to go with overall the main point is going to be longevity of career and That's where, lose. where I see the future of the actors going. And I, I think this is, this is just where the, where Hugh Jackman takes the check mark on this is just, I think he's more of a diverse actor and he can play more varied roles. Not to say that Ryan Reynolds couldn't develop into that, but he's been typecast, like you said, into the kind of comedian, funny guy um, roles, and that's basically all they're kind of offering him right now. Before you make your final decision here, Ian, <laughs> I just want to say that um, if you ever feel lonely or horny in bed, just know just know that you'll never be able to call Ryan again. Okay? I, yeah. <laughs> all right, so go ahead. Make your decision. Um, I, it's very close, but I am going to give the final nod to Hugh Jackman. Uh, what If you guys had to objectively pick... Um, can I? I would like your opinions. Oh, as well. um, yeah. Oh, but that's a tough because I love them both. And, right. Uh, yeah. It's very I know difficult. Jason like yeah. uh, Hugh Jackman as well. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, Ryan Reynolds is uh, yeah, just effortless, effortless, effort. It's it's effortlessly. Yeah. It's uh, I I have a hard time effortlessly saying effortlessly. Um, yeah, he's effortlessly charming. Um, it's got a lot of swag. Just, Very much. Uh, so. Just super. Just easily. Just real funny. Um, um, yeah, man. Uh, he resurrected the Deadpool uh, character from the X Men Origins Wolverine movie, where they fucked him like <laughs> so bad. Who sews his mouth? Jesus yeah. Christ! <laughs> and then he. Uh, I like the kind of being the Green Lantern guy, and then resurrecting. His like, I mean, his career wasn't in the toilet, but it took a big hit with the Green Lantern thing. Yeah. To get and a then, second chance as a as a superhero, and then crazy. to make fun of the shit that you did prior, yeah, that's some pretty good stuff. He advocated for eleven years for the Deadpool movie. He was the biggest cheerleader for that movie, and they finally made it. And it seemed like they gave him a lot of leeway when they finally got to making the movie, which was a smart idea because. Like he's both both Hugh Jackman and uh, and Ryan Reynolds. Uh, Hugh Jackman didn't know anything about the X Men prior to getting the role, 
and Ryan did know about the Deadpool character before getting the role, but they both really, you can tell they both love those characters. Mm-hmm. He, Ryan Reynolds loves Deadpool, loves to play him. Hugh Jackman, you can tell he loves that character. And that really comes through, and it's really, I think that adds to the experience when you're watching a movie and you can tell the, the actor is all about the character, you know, uh, or embraces the character, you know, like, uh, so, yeah, um, if I had to pick between the two and I could only watch, if I was on a desert island and I could only watch uh, Deadpool movies or Wolverine movies, I'd probably go with Wolverine movies, yeah, that's just me, that's just my objective, oh, that's objective, actually, but objectively, who's the better actor, I guess, or who's got the better career, Objectively, probably Hugh Jackman. He's got the more well-rounded. He's, he can fall back on his movie theater career, or mm-hmm. not movie theater, but his theater career and everything else. I know? think so. I, I think they bring completely different, unique yes. levels of energy oh, yeah. to the table. I, lo- I love on social media when they do little bits it's where so they fun. all hate each other. Like yeah. they play hate each other. Yeah, it's really adorable that two mm-hmm. of them get along so well. Um, I would love to see them do a collaboration in a movie that isn't superhero related. Mm -hmm. That would be fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Like a buddy cop drama would be pretty awesome. Don't mention cop and Ryan Reynolds because then RIPD comes to mind. Oh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, a a good one that I I missed that uh, might be under the radar for people is uh, for Hugh Jackman is Real Steel, which is kind of a dumb premise where it's like boxing robots. Yeah. Like, that are like controlled by you know a remote, uh, but it's it's actually a good movie. I like that movie. Yeah, there's it's a good father son thing going on there. Yeah. Uh, Evangeline Lilly's in it too. Um, yeah, it's an underrated movie. It was kind of this whole little segment here is kind of um, revi- like uh, uh, like going through their both IMDb's. You're like, oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> like they have great careers. It's just like. Like we said before, like the stuff that hit really hit for them, and then they've got a slew of stuff that just didn't pan out. Right. So it's just kind of uh, uh, it'd be it'd be if we had gone with uh, the example that Ian for when he first came up with the segment with Tom Hanks and Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm sure there's but more uh, good movies, and I'm sure there's. But this, I think, this gives credit to these are. This is a good pick for. Two to compare, the pairing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, you wouldn't want to pick like Tom Hanks versus and, Hugh uh, Jackman, because I mean, they have yeah that would different. Be easy to he, be like, oh yeah, Tom yeah. Hanks is better he's because a, he's got more. Yeah, yeah, he's a big heavyweight fighter in these. Yeah, yeah. Tom Hanks is yeah. So so next time we do the segment, that's something to consider. Mm-hmm. Is that we we need to pair up the actors right. kind of conservative. This is a great pairing, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you um, guys, you guys argued very well. It was it was yeah. pretty close. So. Well, well, objectively, what do you think uh, between the two, uh, Ryan Reynolds, and um, who do you think like you're on a desert island, and uh, which which whose filmography would you be? Um, I think it would depend on what I'm looking for. I guess yeah, if yeah. I'm looking to be cheered up, then I'm going to go for <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, yeah. even though he's got some movies that would probably not cheer me up. They'd yeah. make me sad, but because they're like R.I.P.D. When I watched that, I was like, oh mm-hmm. God, that was terrible. <laughs> um, because Hugh's not known for his comedic. No. Yeah, where Ryan is, like, even, even, yeah, one of the first things you think of with Ryan is his sense of humor. Yeah. Because yeah. I think I'd get delivered more quality movies from Hugh Jackman, mm-hmm. but I'd get more 
comedy and, and cheeriness from Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. So I guess depends on what I'm looking for. But if I'm just looking for, I just need some good movies, then I guess Hugh Jackman. But if I'm looking for something and I need some stuff to keep me happy on this island, then I guess Ryan. Well, yeah, 100% comedy-wise, I would yeah. go with Ryan for sure. But yeah. All right. So, well, cool, um, guys. That yeah, was great. That was uh, playing Keanu's Advocate, the new uh, segment we got going on here. We'll uh, try that again uh, at some point. But... um. Uh, we start wrapping it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys got anything else? Uh, mm-hmm. No. I had, I, had, I had one more thing, uh, a little bit of old news, and it's technically pretty new news because it dropped an hour ago. Uh, the Last of Us, the video game. I know Matt's a big fan, right? Matt's, yeah, yeah, he has played that. Um, the Mandalorian, Pedro, Pedro Pascal, has been cast officially as Joel in the HBO video game adaptation. Oh, shit. Okay. That's, I like that. That would yeah. be awesome. So, um... Still early on, but um, it looks official. And we'll get to see his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that'd be funny. Really, he's getting picking up a lot of good stuff. That, that'd be funny if he shows up to every new gig with that <laughs> he helmet just on. Has yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just the helmet on, nothing else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do a little networking. Uh, MindGrenadeStudios.com. And uh, we're on Twitter at MindGrenade1. But uh, also do a little bit of. Um, Shout out to Listen Impossible. That's uh, raring to come out of the gate here uh, this month. Uh, I'll let you do your, uh, what is uh, your uh, Twitter uh, handle? It's impossible underscore pod. People can get updates on what's going on with yep, that. Yep. And um, that'll be available everywhere podcasts are available. Yeah, we're up, we're up right now. We've got a couple of teasers, and we will have our full, first full episode February 28th. You'll also get another full episode that week. So you'll get, there'll be two in the first week and it'll be weekly after that. Nice. Um, that's Listen Impossible. It's you and Jason. Uh, you and Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Me, myself, and I. Yeah, you and Matt uh, got uh, launching a, a new podcast. And, um, and you, uh, you already have merch too. We mentioned it earlier. <laughs> yeah, we got some shirts out there. Yeah, so yeah, and JJ and Delvin from, uh, yeah, from uh, Can't Sit Still are also are going to be on that as well. So. Oh, cool. All right, so that's it uh, for this episode, for episode 245 of the uh, Mind Grenade podcast. This has been Hector for Jason, Ian, and Steven Seagal saying so long, and we'll talk to you soon.